Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be, no matter where your celestial origin story begins and where it ends, I hope that you're always able to find your place in this universe. I hope that you're able to be yourself and accept who you have chosen to be, who God and goddess created you to be. I hope that you're able to shine the way that you were meant to. Now, I have had the weirdest past couple months where I have been bombarded by fake impersonators of celebrities. And while a couple of them gave me a run for my money and I thought that might actually be the person. And I have heard that there were at least 20, actually, no, 31 is what I heard at last count. Uh, 31 actual very famous people have decided to give out their phone numbers a couple years ago. And I just found an article in People Magazine from two years ago even though that has happened. And so some celebrities just during the pandemic got so bored and so uh, upset that they weren't, you know, really working. They weren't doing anything with their lives. And they thought, I want to know more about my, my fan base, you know, the people that follow me and admire my work and whatnot. And now, even though that is possible and that is true for like, you know, three or four dozen stars, um, the greater majority of uh, famous people don't really, they don't really do this. So, you know, when I'm, I'm getting, you know, stars left and right contacting me, I know that it's probably eh, not really them. <laughs> and today I had a conversation with this one person who just keeps insisting he is this person. And I'm like, I know you're not the person. You clearly have English as a second language. I pointed out three or four different ways in which his sentence structure is not correct. He said that I'm not able to discern that even though I have my credentials in teaching English. <laughs> I know when, you know, the object and the subject are not in agreement in a sentence, um, grew up speaking English. He says, Oh, but you know, I, I dropped out of high school. Like a lot of stars actually have. Uh, and, and yeah, do you believe everything you read? It's like, yeah, actually, when I've seen somebody memorize 40 years of scripts <laughs> and they are consummate professionals and I've seen um, other evidence that they are extremely brilliant, you know, genius even. Yeah, I know for a fact you're not that person when you can't string, you know, four damn words together in a cohesive and coherent way. You know, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to say you need to improve your English if you're going to pull off an impersonating scam or stunt like this, right? And I started thinking about it and I told him, you know, you have to understand that the person that you're trying to be is not you. God created you in a way in which you need to find out and figure out and realize how to shine the way God made you for who God made you to be. You're not this brilliant star you're perpetuating to be. 
and it is dulling your own shine to pretend you're something you're not. Of course, he got very upset and, well, I have half enough mind to block you. Go ahead. You know, you're going to not waste my time anymore. That's cool. I literally had to clear out like 25 people that were following me today. I, I literally, uh, as much as it pained me because I have hardly any follow- followers on you know, I have like 1500 or so followers and I had to delete like 25 of them, uh, (laughs) on Instagram because they're all fakers. They're all imposters. And I don't want them to go after my people, uh, that follow me, you know, the, the actual real people, not, you know, I don't want the fake people to think, you know, it's okay to go after the other people who are genuinely, you know, on my, uh, page to learn whatever, or, to stay in touch with me or whatever. But, uh, I was thinking about this, you know, that we are not scam artists and we're not impersonators like that. However, or fake, you know, like trying to impersonate someone for the, you know, for a private jet scam or a sexual scam or a love scam. Or one person told me he was Kane Brown. I'm Kane Brown. How long have you been my fan? And I legit said, I don't know who the hell you are. Who are you? And he's like, well, I'm famous. I'm a musician. And I'm like, I'm sorry, honey. I've never heard of you. Let me look you up. I look him up. Turns out he's a country Western singer or something. (laughs) I'm like, I legit don't know who you are. I don't listen to country. You know, I listen to Kenny Chesney once in a great while when the mood fancies me, but I'm not normally um, a country. And his music is different than most country Western music anyway. You know, he's got that Islander twist and he sings about smoking from a bong and listening to Bob Marley, you know. So I think if Kenny Chesney and I actually met in real life, we would be like freaking best buds. You know, <laughs> I mean, we'd be smoking the buds together. We'd be drinking together. We would have a lot of fun together. But, you know, in the past couple of weeks, like probably 25 to 30 Kenny Chesney's contacted me that's unacceptable. (laughs) It's like ridiculous. I mean, I've been turning people in left and right, you know, give them enough rope to hang themselves, then report them. And then the last 50 messages are, are looked at. And then, you know, people are losing their emails. They're losing their phone numbers on WhatsApp. They're losing their accounts on, um, Instagram because they're just fakers. Now, you and I are not impersonators of this nature. We're not trying to get a sex scandal or sexual pictures or Bitcoin. Or, I mean, one of the persons told me that, um, they're El Tan John. <laughs> it's spelled wrong. El Tan John. And that he wants me to, uh, go away on a holiday with him. And I need to tell his manager that I'm his fiance. It's like, do you all not know that Elton John, Elton John, not Eltan, John is actually um, quite gay. So gay, in fact, that he and his husband are legally wed and they have two small children together. I'm sorry, but no one's going to believe you in the whole wide world that I'm your fiance because you're very, very gay, darling. (laughs) He was like, I'll buy you a car. I'm like, I don't want a car, but thank you. I gave up driving a car a long time ago. Well, how can I help you? What's your dream house? I'm like, I'll probably buy myself a house. 
you know, if I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. And that's okay either way. You know, I'm not very materialistic. He's like, well, what do you want? I'm like, the only thing I want is I want to work in the jobs that I'm getting ready to do. And with my podcast that I do for you guys and writing and, and, and teaching and I want to meet my twin flame. That's the only thing I want in this whole wide world. I want to know my twin flame in person. I hope that that develops into a lifelong, beautiful partnership and um, best friendship, but you know, in a great and extraordinary love that will inspire the world. But other than that, I don't really, you know, you don't need to offer to buy me a Mercedes. I, I don't really care. I mean, if I had a Mercedes here in Ecuador and make me a target and I'd probably be dead within three months because that's what happens to gringos that show off by driving the most expensive cars in a country where there's much disparity. And I have no interest in that. I would rather have, you know, like a normal, like a Subaru or something. And the rest of that money I could have spent building a clinic to help people, you know, in this country. So it was just like weird. It's like awkward. Like you're trying to see what, you know, how you could get me, how I could get my money, how I could get my, you know, my, I don't even know what my information, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, what are you going to use my social security number to like get a job in the United States? By all means, please. Why don't you do me a favor? Do me a solid work. 40 hours a week for the next 20 years. When I go to retire, I'm going to collect because you used my number to get all that for me. Thank you so much. (laughs) Do me a solid. Go work with my number. Go ahead. Give me the credit. You know, it's just like really weird. It's all very weird. One person said he was Kenny Chesney and he was going to send me $1.2 million dollars. And I had to just sign up with this bank. And so I looked up this bank and it, and it was like two pages on the internet, only two. Google, which has thousands upon thousands of pages on any topic, had literally two pages. And then there was a third page saying how uh, scam artists use a fake banking scam to get information. And in the page that the guy sent me, it said, um, who's your next of kin? And are you single or married right now? And I'm like, Oh man, that's so they can run other love scams. And, and also I don't even know what, so they could contact my next of kin or in case they come down here and what murder me and steal everything I own and then do the next thing to the, my next of kin. Like all this crazy stuff was in my head. Like, God, these people are absolutely nuts. I'm, I'm going to try to formulate a really decent article and hopefully try to sell it though. (laughs) <laughs> in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to try to figure this out. And, uh, you know, now that I have enough data, um, to do this, um, after talking to these guys for a while and they all have, it, it's just like a bunch of cut and paste stuff, you know, like they keep saying, repeating them same things over and over again. You ask them a real question, they can't answer it or they get a little scared. Well, I'm a really busy man. Don't you understand? I'm just so busy. I can't talk to you right now. Well, you wasted the last fucking 10 minutes of my life. So yeah, you can waste, I can waste one more minute of your time. So why can't you answer me this question? You know, I had one person go, well, I was born in this city in this, in the United States. I'm like, I didn't ask you that. I asked, what does it feel like to, um, come up with a, a hit song and you're telling me what, what city you're born in? What, what the hell's that? 
Like you don't even understand English enough to, uh, you know, and I'm, and I'm not upset with people that have English as second language. I think it's brilliant that you have two languages. It makes you intelligent, but you're not shining like the bright star that God is creating you to be. You are pretending to be a star that you don't know anything about. It's kind of dumb. It's extremely dumb. I had one guy today that told me that I look fat and old, but that that's a good thing. And I'm like, you don't understand even how not to insult somebody. And it didn't upset me. I was just kind of laughing about it. And he, and then he told me that I was dumb. I go, there's the one thing I'm not is dumb. And you've just lost your account that you were trying to scam people from. And you just lost your, um, Gmail account as well. So now you got to set all that up again to scam the next person, but now you're blocked in anything you create. And then, and then I said, I know you're probably sitting in a room with a bunch of people from Nigeria. This is where a lot of scams come from or the islands. And I could tell by the way that you speak where you're from, you know, you know, or at least where, you know, I could kind of guess. And I'm like, let me guess you, you need to probably go home with your auntie and stop trying to scam people from, you know, a little house where they threaten your life. If you don't, scam people. You know, you get roped in because it looks like a fun and exciting job. They say it's going to be a bunch of money and it really isn't. And it's really hard. And I understand he's like, you don't know anything. You're stupid. I'm like, no, I'm actually really, really smart, dude. I am. I know about all this. I've had a lot of Nigerian scammers tell me what this life is about and I've prayed for them and they got out of it you know, so you can admit this to me too. And all of a sudden he started talking about, you're going to catch your Woto and you're going to catch this. And he started saying all these words in Nigerian. And I'm like, Oh my God, I caught you. You just, just outed yourself with all of these words. And then he started talking about my ancestors. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't think a country Western singer from Tennessee would be talking about my ancestors and using a bunch of words in Nigerian. That's freaking hilarious to me. He totally outed himself after I guessed. <laughs> you just give someone enough rope, they're going to hang themselves. But I was thinking about this and, and how, you know, this is like a part of the culture. It's like a schemy, sucky part of a Nigerian culture. Not all of Nigeria has this culture. There's a lot of lovely things from that culture, actually. But And I've met um, some really cool people from that country, but... One of my dear, dear friends is a a pharmacist from there and he has like 13 wives. He's like a chieftain and he lives in California with his main wife and he has a bunch of kids and he, you know, lives his life, makes a lot of money. And then he goes back to Nigeria and he literally takes care of like 13 wives, the main wife and then the 12 wives back home. And he's like a big time. He might even be a king. I'm sure he, I think he might've said he was like the chief or something, but I think he was just being very, um, kind of, uh, he didn't want anyone to know he's really a king and he has a regal sense about him. He's very sweet. And that's like an old, um, and the old customs in, in that part of the world. And he's a very sweet person, but, um, and just one of the most wonderful people I'd ever met. He saved my life a couple times, getting my my inhaler to me when he had like 20 people ahead of me. And I'm like, I really can't breathe. And I'm really scared. And he's just like, all right, hold on a minute. And then he would like take me to the side. And all right, here, I'm going to give you yours first. You know, these other people just have like 
heart pressure or blood pressure or heart medicine or whatever, but they're not sitting here trying to breathe like you are. So I'm going to just go out of my way. And he even like would walk out from behind the counter and he would go walking around Rite Aid with me saying, this is going to help this problem. And this over here is good for you, but this one is cheaper. And he like would point me in the right direction. And, and he was just like the sweetest person in the whole world. So I don't fault all of Nigeria for the, you know, the scam artists who run the scam rooms, you know, but in a way, and now we're, most of us are not like this. Okay. Well, this is not what we do for well, living, trying to cheat people or whatever. But a lot of us have gone through our lives, picking up bits and pieces of who we wish to be, and then trying to pretend we're that, and then try to fit in a box to please other people around us. So in a way, we are imposters. We are impersonators of the things that um, we would have everybody believe about us so that we could fit in with our families, with our friends, with our churches or our communities or people at our schools or what have you. And I hope that through these series of ego deaths and spiritual awakenings that we've all been going through over the past several years, I hope that you're able to discern the truth of who you truly are at the core of your being and that you're able to stop being an impersonator or an imposter of the outer shell of what people say you are. You know, I, um, when I was young, I, when I was in high school, I wanted to be a writer and I wanted to be an artist and I, I wanted to be like, you know, a painter, maybe sculptor, but definitely painter. You know, I wanted to draw and paint and I really, really wanted someday to go to the, um, San Francisco Institute of the Arts or Art Institute. I can't remember the name of it at this moment. Academy of Art. Oh my God. That's it. San Francisco Academy of Art. Oh my God. I can't believe it. it's like the one place I wanted to go. And when I found out how expensive it was, I was like, holy shit, there's no way in hell I can afford that place. Even, you know, 35 years ago is an insane amount of money. And I've called them in recent years and there's still an insane amount of money. They're actually even more money to get into now. However, there was a bigger price too. They said you have to show up with 20. You have to show up in the Dean's office with 20 huge paintings that show you are already accomplished and then you can begin their training and schooling. And that was holy moly. So daunting. There's no way. So last time I looked, I I had my kids with me. They were, their dad had just died. And I thought, what if I could get into the school? What if I could get into the school and become an artist? And when they told me that I was like, I don't have the time, all the time I would need in the day to paint one painting. Okay. I did with my kids. I did end up painting like four paintings, maybe five. The whole time I was raising them alone, I was able to get five paintings done and they were small paintings. In fact, I bought my kids their own canvases and their own paints. And, um, then they painted stuff for me. My son really got into it. He was very interesting. Some of the stuff he painted, but for my birthday, they both painted me a, a mermaid on the, on rocks in front of the ocean. I thought that was cool. (laughs) I miss those paintings. I wish I had them now. 
These are really cool paintings. My both my kids did a good job with this. They were pretty young, but um, but I always wanted to be I always wanted to be an artist, and I was told early on that artists never make any money, and artists can't do well for themselves and artists will only be wealthy if their art becomes popular after they die, you know, so you're going to be famous and rich only after you're dead and that doesn't work. And it's more practical to be like an accountant or go into math or computer science or something like that. I mean, just, I, I hear this kind of shit, even from the art teacher. And it was such a it felt like such a betrayal and I felt like maybe she was secretly telling me I was really shitty, which sucked because I'd only been in art class for six months. Right. And I just kind of started to believe what they were telling me. I was 18 years old and weak minded and weak willed back in that day, in those days. And I felt instantly defeated by everybody around me. I felt a very much a lack of support and who's to say that I wasn't supposed to be a great artist someday. And who's to say I'm not going to become a great artist someday. Maybe I still will. And I'm not going to discount myself. And even now I'm looking at a piece of art I created, which is a desk and I drew on it and I, you know, painted it. And, and the chair I'm sitting on is a piece of art I created, you know, the chair and the desk itself. I didn't, but I'm, you know, I did my art on, on it. And I'm still trying to find my way as an artist even still. And I feel stifled even still. And I feel like that might be a part of who I am that I need to unleash and unlock to become part of that brilliant star that I was supposed to shine bright as. And I feel like it's possible that maybe you've gone through something like this too. Something where you wanted something when you were a kid and you grew up and realized you can't have it. Like my youngest wanted to be an astronaut and realized that she probably can't become an astronaut because of various factors, you know, and that that's kind of a hard one because she really, really wanted to leave this planet as soon as she could. (laughs) I'm like, no, I'm not going to let you leave the planet. But, um, but you know, if she had become, you know, an engineer or something, that would have been awesome. She could still do it. She just hasn't, hasn't, uh, you know, thought to apply herself fully to it yet. Cause she's still trying to figure herself out and there's nothing wrong with that. She herself is an accomplished artist already. She's already been hired and has done a huge mural, uh, for a city where she won like money. She won kind of you know, temporary, like just for that, you know, for those months or whatever, and her, you know, her name is on that wall. So she did get a little bit of fame. She got a little bit of, um, you know, money for it and recognition, which is awesome. I'm like, that's really cool. Actually, that one of my kids has recognition for being an artist. If I could, and at least one of them could, that's really neat. And, um, you know, and she's still trying to figure out herself. I mean, she's written a thousand songs or more and she plays guitar. She's excellent all the way around, very creative person. And I mean, I have this show now and I have 800 episodes, so I'm no slouch. I have done what I had set out to do as far as making my mark on the world. This is, it's a little mark, but it's something. It's a blemish, a flaw, maybe not a mark, (laughs) but I have done something in this world that is of substance, you know, and this is part of who I need to be. 
is to be a teacher and teach spiritual stuff. And I've done that and I'm moving on to something new and brilliant and I'll come back in July and, and do more episodes for you guys. But right now, um, I'm trying to figure out a new way and a different way in my life. Who am I? I'm still at this late date, 53 years old, trying to discover who am I? Because the world had put so much shit on me since the beginning saying that I should do this or do that. I should be a nun. I should be a teacher. I should be a nurse. Which one of those three professions do I want to be? I'm like, I want to write for the Los Angeles times and people just look like what? Well, yeah. Who's writing all these books? You know, who's writing all these newspaper articles? I want to be a writer. You know, I want to write. I want to, I want to type on a typewriter. I want my fingers to be strong enough to type on a typewriter. And when I was, when I was probably two to three years old, is when I started using a typewriter. My mom had a very, very old one. The hard, the really hard to use. It wasn't electric. It was like, you have to shove your finger down hard to get that, um, the, um, hammer to strike. It's like a little mallet with a letter on it to strike a ribbon that has ink soaked in it and to hit against the paper hard enough where it actually is, um, making a mark that you can read and see. And when you're two and three years old, those kind of super old fashioned typewriters, I knew I was going to have to build up the muscles in my fingers. And so every day, um, after breakfast, I would just start typing for a couple hours. My mom be like, are you bored at that yet? I'm like, no, I have to make sure that every single key works every single day. That was my goal to make sure it worked. And I mean, I would be typing all day long. I type in the morning and then in the afternoon, you know, I'd take a break. And then later in the afternoon, I'd type again. I was practicing. I really wanted to be a writer. And I thought that's what it took. You know, now growing up, I mean, this is before computers, this is before the internet, you know, but when I, I was determined, when I was like two and three years old, I'm going to be a writer, damn it. <laughs> and have I still published a book? 53 years old and no. I've written five screenplays unpublished. You know, I'm still trying to get to that part of it and, and, you know, knock on wood, this new project I'm doing is going to have some traction and I'm finally going to get my way. I haven't given up, but I have been delayed. And why? Maybe because I decided maybe I should get a degree in something else first. And maybe other people had other ideas about the practicality of what I should be. And maybe I should be a psychologist. Maybe I should get a degree in psychology. And I'm interested in sex. Might as well get a degree in human sexuality, which I do have. I do have a degree in human sexuality. I do have a degree in uh, liberal arts. And I do have a degree in psychology. And I am a doctor of divinity. I mean, technically you could call me doctor, Dr. Fox, reverend doctor, because it's a doctor of divinity. I'm not an actual doctor. <laughs> Don't ask me about your bursitis, please. Cause I wouldn't know what to do about it. Except I'd probably tell you soak it in Epsom salts <laughs> and smoke some weed. <laughs> but I was thinking about this imposter scenario and, and how, we easily and readily, because we want to be loved, because we want to be liked, because we want to fit in, we make imposters of what we wanted to be, you know, or, or maybe away from what we wanted to be. Um, some people hide the fact that they're gay because they 
want to fit in. I had a cousin, a dear darling cousin. I loved him so much. He, and God rest his soul, he did die of AIDS. Um, you know, he had HIV for years and finally got AIDS and, and died from that. And it was like 20 years ago. And it was sad. The last time I saw him, he died like his dad died the day after I last saw them. And he died one year later on the day his dad died. It was really, really hard on the family. And he, they were Mormon and he wanted to be himself. And he lost completely the support of his family and friends and everyone he grew up in Utah with. He went to Brigham Young. He got his degree from there. He was brilliant, brilliant person. And when I had met him, I was trying to determine who I was. I already knew I was bisexual. I already knew I'm in the community. I'm going to be queer and out loud and proud. And I don't give a flying fuck who knows it. I remember people like, I'm going to tell your mom. I'm like, go tell my bisexual, sexually experimentational mother that I like women. Go right the fuck ahead. And people go, oh, well, fuck, I don't have anything on you. No, you fucking don't. And it's not your fucking business anyway. I put myself out there so that other people can feel the, my bravery and they could go forward and, and be okay with who they are. So that's who I was out. I'm like, I'm here. I'm queer. I'm not going away. Deal with it and fuck off. Anyone doesn't like it. I don't give a fuck about your religion. You know, God created me to be a certain way. This is why I am. This is why I'm going to stay. That's how I was right out loud, proud in your face. Kind of that's how I was. That's how I am still, obviously. But, um, I met Thanksgiving dinner and my mom told me before we got there. Okay. So your cousin Mark is, or was gay, but I think he's still gay, but he's trying to fit in now with the family because he wants to be back in the Mormon good graces. So he married this woman who already had a daughter and then they've been presented to the society, I guess, in Utah as if everything is fine and hunky dory and he's straight and whatever. And he also has HIV. So don't talk about being gay for Christ's sake. Don't talk about being out loud and proud and bi and in the LGBTQIA community, Elena. Don't. Just don't. You know. And I think they, my mom might have even begged me not to wear combat boots to Thanksgiving. Just don't wear anything controversial. Like, okay, I'll wear freaking tennis shoes. I'll wear pink and blue. Is that okay? Oh my God. You know, I'm not going to wear my black leather, whatever. I'm not going to wear my fishnet stockings. I'm not going to dress like a goth today, mom. I'm going to just dress like a nice, respectable young lady the way you need me to be. And, and so here I'm posing to be something to fit in with the Mormon people in our family. And I just sat there looking at my cousin, Mark, like so much pain in his eyes, so much pain on his face and how badly I wanted to pull him aside and go, we're here. We're queer. We're not fucking going away. You need someone in the family to support and love you. I'm here. Fuck this sham marriage. Fuck this whole thing. If you love your wife, that's good. And he loved her so much and they were just so in love. And, you know, I don't really think it it was true though. I mean, he acted so much in love. I know he cared about her, but 
it broke my heart. And that might've been why he died. He might've died of a broken heart. You know, I think he had had a boyfriend. I think he went to California. He's living in LA for a while. He had a boyfriend and they broke up and he just needed some kind of support from his family. And he, you know, they kind of put it on him about, well, maybe you should become a Christian again, or, you know, be Mormon again and marry a woman and appear normal for us. So we feel emotionally comfortable with you, even though they probably didn't say it in those words, they might as well have. It's despicable to put on your own child, something like that. And it's despicable to put it on yourself. It's despicable to be something you're not to fit in with your family or your, I mean, if you have to, I get it, but I think it's despicable. It's a life that you live that is an imposter life. It's an impersonator life. You're not who you came here to be, you know, and it's very, very sad, you know, and it's sad that I'm 53 and I have always put relationships with men first over my own career and my own success and my own happiness. And then when my husband died, I just, I had 10 years where all I could do is raise my kids. And I had to let it all go. And it's, it's sad to me that I'm 53 years old, hoping to God, my brain holds out and my ability holds out long enough for me to have a hit fucking show for once. Finally, after my whole life, I've wanted to do this. I've wanted to be a writer and I wanted to be in Hollywood. And now I'm finally here. Thank you, God. I'm here. But uh, you know, it's just like, shit, I wish this would have happened 30 years ago. 20 years ago, I wish this would have happened for me earlier because I could have made a much greater career for myself. And I feel like there's so many people that are in the same boat as me with so many things. It's never too late to have a happy childhood. It is never too late to learn a new skill. I'm still thinking about buying a violin. I'm going to start the 30 day singer like probably Friday, I'm going to buy it and I'm going to work on becoming a good singer. I know I'm not a good singer and I don't care if I am or not. I'm going to be a better singer. I might not be a professional. I might not cut an album or maybe I will, maybe I'll cut a rap album someday. But, and, and if I do, it's going to be talking about being the archangel of death. Cause Hey, write what you know, <laughs> write about heartache and narcissism, you know, in, in old partners, you know, something, maybe, maybe I'll write about having a cat, <laughs> give Mo show a, a run for his money, the cat rapper on Instagram, <laughs> you know, but, um, I'm, I'm, I'm learning about myself now and, and it takes sometimes a lot of courage and a lot of loneliness. So sometimes it takes a lot of isolation to learn who you are. And, um, sometimes we don't even know we're being imposters, you know, like we try to wear clothes that fit in, or we try to do whatever to fit in because we want friends. And what's really stupid about this is one day you're going to wake up and go, well, I fucking hate my friends. Why am I even with these people? You know, these backbiting, gossiping bitches. I don't want to be with these people anymore. Or maybe you love your friends, but they have nothing in common with you. They're so sweet, but boring as fuck. And maybe you wanted something different for your life. Or maybe, you know, you're hanging out with people who never left their hometown. And you always want to shake the dirt off your boots from this crummy little town and just see the world. 
and you wanted that wonderful life and you did not get it. So maybe, just maybe, this will inspire you to go out and really seek out yourself. In what ways have you been an imposter? You know, some people think they're an imposter if they dye their hair. I don't. I think I'm an imposter if I allow myself to grow old and look old because I don't want to be old. That's not who I feel inside. I want the outside to reflect what I am on the inside. Some people say they want their outside to appear as if they, you know, how they've gotten and they earned every wrinkle. Well, sure, maybe you did, you know. Maybe you caused some of them yourself. I don't know. But for me, I want to look young and sexy and beautiful, happy and healthy and sexy and wise. As one of my dear friends told me, he says, yeah, I hope that you are always happy, healthy and sexy and wise. I'm like, yeah, baby, that's what I want to be. That's true. I definitely do. I I want to be youthful and fun loving forever. Maybe I never grew up and maybe I don't give a flying fuck about that either. You know, as far as other people's, well, well, she just doesn't act her age. Well, fucking thank God. Thank God. You know, people that say, oh, I got to act my age. And then when you're 80, you're going to act your age. You know, you're going to make sure before you get out of bed or before you get off that couch, you have to, ah, 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 ah. Yeah, old people do that shit. So, and, and I did this when I was, after I gave birth to my second kid and, and someone's like, shit, you sound old. And I'm like, yeah, it's just because I'm in pain. Cause I, you know, after giving birth to my second kid and I had extra weight, and then I, they point that out to me. I'm like, oh, fuck, I have to stop doing that. Now I get out of bed. I'm all, woohoo. <laughs> get out of bed like a teenager still. You know, I, I will uh, get up and turn on music and dance every day. I turn on music at three in the morning and dance every night. I don't care, you know, about acting my age. Because that is to be an, an imposter of who I truly am. I am a joy-filled, loving woman. I love myself. I love my life. I love my cat. You know, I want my twin flame to come my way. And when he comes my way, I don't want him to see me pretending to be something I'm not. I want him to see me being eccentric as fuck, hilarious as hell. I want him to see me dancing at three in the morning like I can't sleep, so it's time to sing all night for the next two, three hours until I'm tired. And if I never get tired, maybe we'll bust out the paint. We're, we're going to paint in the middle of the night. Maybe we're going to dance together at two o'clock in the morning and make pancakes together with, uh, with, uh, um, pieces of chocolate and make smiley faces out of whipped cream and cherries just because we fucking can because it's fun. Why not? You know, one day I'm going to wake up and say, Hey baby, let's go get a canoe. And let's let's uh, canoe our way around a river somewhere. And then another day, I'm gonna say, "Hey, baby, let's uh, let's get some uh, razor scooters and and a bunch of padding just in case I want to fall." But let's see if we could do this shit. Hey, baby, let's get some bicycles. I want to go on a trail with you. Yeah. Hey, baby, it's time to sleep all day and and stay up all night. Maybe it's just time to. Stay in bed for three days making love with Chinese food delivery on speed dial. You know, like I want 
always to have new and fun and amazing experiences. And that's who I am. And I'm so happy that over the past four years, I've learned more about myself not being in a relationship. I've learned not to be an imposter. I've learned how not to be an impersonator of the person people think me to be or want me to be. I mean, I'm a spiritual person. Do you think I sit here like singing, like chanting songs? Oh, 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 I'm holy, holy. (laughs) Fuck no. Do I swear? Yeah. Am I going to hell because I say fuck? No, I'm not. Why? Because it's a word. So what? God doesn't give a flying fuck. God created the word. He created all words. He created our ability to have the language that expresses those words. You know? (laughs) I mean, I'm sure there's some church ladies somewhere fanning themselves at the fake ass fan going, Oh my, well, I never. Well, maybe you should have, sister. Maybe you should. Maybe you should think about it. (laughs) Let loose a little bit. Tits to the sky, motherfucker. (laughs) As I heard in in some crazy... I don't even remember the name of this show on Netflix. Just fucking, oh man, it made me laugh so hard. Tits to the sky, motherfuckers. (laughs) And that's just how it should be. We should be who we want to be in this world. You know, you want to, you know, love Holly Hobby and and, um, Strawberry Shortcake your whole life? Go for it. Be my guest. You want to surround yourself with Mary Inglebright art? I love her art. She's amazing. She's very sweet and wholesome, but also she stands up for women's rights and children's rights. And people that are disabled, she stands up for their rights. She stands up for gay people's rights, trans people's rights through her sweet, loving, wholesome art. I love her so much. Follow her actually on, on Instagram. And she's even commented on my comments. It's pretty damn cool. I also follow baby bash, man. I follow rap stars and I follow, you know, I even follow Will Smith. (laughs) Had to mention this lap again. (laughs) Just that was the wildest shit I've ever seen, man. That was, that was something else. I mean, single-handedly, whether they intended to or not, they really saved the flagging um, academy. (laughs) The Oscars night is going to be so exciting for next year that a lot more people tune in. We don't know who's going to get slapped this time. (laughs) It's, you know, not a, a behavior to be proud of, but it is funny how it actually, I mean, it really improved the ratings. Like, within 10 minutes, the whole world seemed to know People who probably haven't seen a movie in the theaters in years, they had to go see the rest of the Academy Award after that, Academy Award ceremonies after that. But (laughs) it was all pretty crazy stuff, ma'am. Anyway, I just, I hope that you could find out who you are authentically and genuinely and be who you really are. You know, if you have been wearing contact lenses because you ascribed a certain kind of beauty or you've been fat shaming yourself because you ascribed a certain kind of beauty or, um, you know, you've been dyeing your hair and you don't want to anymore. You could change it all up. You know, I mean, young girls dye their hair gray now. I don't get that appeal at all. I mean, I want to be redhead forever because that's a reflection of who I am on a personality level. I am a true fiery redhead baby. I'm a firecracker and I always am going to be. And no one's going to dull my fucking shine. 
because I'm going to shine like the bright fucking sun, the star that God created me to be. And I think you ought to also. So find out whatever it is and be the best that you can be at that. As long as you're authentic and you come from a genuine place of who you're meant to be and you're no longer impersonating what everyone else wanted you to be and you're no longer an imposter of of who you should be. Just be yourself, but be the best self you can be. And that's my message for today. All right, let's get into spaceweather.com, guys. There's been a lot of stuff going on with the science here. And, you know, yesterday and the day before, I did talk a lot about the ascension symptoms that were gained, the ascension flu symptoms and things that kind of give us pause in our bodies and our minds and our just overall energy levels just because of what is happening in the cosmos and what the sun and what other points of light in the uh, universe is, you know, shoving our way. Basically the current solar wind speed is 409 kilometers uh, point or kilometers per second, 409.9, sorry. And we have, let's see, uh, four five, six, seven, pretty big uh, sunspots facing us right now. In fact, they're really massive. Uh, Sunspot AR2975 has a delta class magnetic field. It's harboring energy for X class solar flares. Holy Moses. I mean, this is, this is massive, massive. We're on sunspot number 124. Geomagnetic storm watch G3 class strong G3 class geomagnetic storms are possible during the early hours of March 31st, which is tomorrow. And when a cannibal CME is expected to hit earth's magnetic field during such storms, naked eye auroras can descend into the United States as far south as Illinois and Oregon at geomagnitude geomagnetic latitude 50 degrees. Boy, I just like made up a new word there. <laughs> North Americans should be alert for Aurora Borealises after the 30th and in Europe um, just before dawn on the 31st. The X-class solar flare. Okay, here we go. Earth orbiting satellites have just detected an X 1.3 class solar flare. This source is active sunspot AR2975. The same sunspot that's already hurled two CMEs towards Earth this week. According to Solar Dynamics Observatory of NASA, they recorded the flare's extreme ultraviolet flash. Now, the radiation from the flare ionized the top of Earth's atmosphere. It's already caused a a shortwave radio blackout over the Americas. There's a blackout map if you'd like to check it out. Aviators, mariners, and ham radio operators already noticed unusual propagation at frequencies below 30 megahertz. Now, CME is now emerging emerging from the blast site. Soho chronographs have not yet detected the cloud. There's a strong circumstantial evidence, and the U.S. Air Force did detect a Type 2 solar radio burst. This is a type of natural radio signal generated by CME shockwaves. So basically, we're having a solar shockwave coming through our way. NASA's Solar Dynamic Observatory uh, has imaged a solar tsunami 
apparently generated by a CME leaving the sun's atmosphere. This is the second one in a week. The second solar tsunami has left the atmosphere and it's on its way towards us. So here we go. I mean, we are just having this rapid fire literally from the sun with all the plasma, gamma rays, all the crap coming our way. And it's just to help us to ascend, basically. Cosmic radiation um, coming out of, or information and news coming out of the University of Ulu's Sodenkaila Geophysical Observatory in Finland. Um, They talk about the cosmic radiation reaching us. So the cosmic rays right now are at a high level, 7.8% of the space age average. It's gone up in the past 48 hours by 0.7%. Um, let's see on March 30th, according to all sky fireball network and NASA's all sky cameras, there were four fireballs that were sporadic over the United States. Solar wind flowing from the minor Southern Corona hole in the sun should reach earth on April 2nd, which is in three days. However, the last burst of this, they said it was going to reach us tomorrow. So we may be in for about one day, we will probably tonight or tomorrow end up being in solar wind. And as soon as that one ends, we're going to be hit by 17 different coronal mass ejections from the sun. And then we're going to be hit by new um, solar wind, basically. And now the 17 probably won't hit us. It'll just become a massive one. And it's not going to be 17 separate hits. Because remember, one of them is a cannibal CME two of them were halo CMEs and they're all on their way to us. We're going to get slammed AF. I mean, it's going to be massive in the past few days. The sun has put out a lot of energy our way and it is coming down. Now it looks like Minnesota is definitely in that current Aurora Borealis oval. If you're in Minnesota where I used to live, yeah, they're definitely seeing the Aurora Borealis. I used to see it all the time. And as a kid, I loved it. Loved it. North Dakota looks like they're getting it too. Uh, Upper Peninsula, the Upers in Michigan, they might be getting a little bit of this as well. All of Canada, the entire Canadian country, except for maybe Toronto might not be seeing the Auroras looking at this map. And British Columbia, maybe not as much. Although, haha, tomorrow, everyone, BC, everyone's going to be getting it. It's pretty cool. I hope that you guys get to see some beautiful things. If you are not in these areas, I definitely am not in these areas. If you are not, you could always just go on YouTube and look up Aurora Borealis uh, live, live stream, because there's some beautiful things I've been able to see. I've even asked God a question and watched Aurora Borealis as it spells out the word that is an answer for what I just asked. And it just, it's like in a flash of a second, you got to learn how to read the signs. But I mean, it's just a thought. It might be interesting to you to try this. All right. According to DisclosureNews.it and the Schumann Resonance update for today, we had some pretty major ones, Power 46 and Power 60 coming out of Italy. Now that's huge for that part of the world because normally they just don't have this kind of um, amplitude and frequency. Um, it's not frequency. I'm sorry. Amplitude, I guess. So there you have it. Um, now we're going to go to the GCMS magnetometer and see what we're going. We actually have 
Heart Mouth Institute's actually, they're open for business again. So this is found at heartmouth.org. The other one is disclosurenews.it. The Schumann Resonance is uh, um, energy, a frequency that is in the cavity or the cavernous space between the surface of the earth and the upper ionosphere. It's, it's a resonant frequency and it's different in different cities. So don't let anyone fool you. If they say that what's going on in Italy is going to affect you and you're in California, mm, chances are probably likely no. But having said that, what's going on in California is usually more than what's going on in Italy. Not so much to, well, Monday though. So we'll see what's going on there. Oh, it looks like Saudi Arabia came up off the mat. So here we go. According to the GCMS magnetometer and the Schumann Resonances Power on heartmath.org, California was at 50 hertz frequency on Monday, March 28th at the 2300 hour. At the same time, we had 21 hertz frequency for Hofuf, Saudi Arabia. Lithuania was at 130 hertz frequency. Alberta, Canada was at 63 hertz frequency. Northland, New Zealand still on the mat at zero hertz frequency. And last but not least, and the winner, winner chicken dinner for the whole night is Hulului, South Africa at 200 hertz frequency. Now, keeping in mind, normal baseline is 7.83 hertz frequency. So anything under eight is normal. Anything above eight is significant. 200, that's significant. Now, the days that we missed, they were able to fill in the blanks. I wanted to go back real quick and tell you the highest um, frequency we've had in recent days was 414, which to some may be an angel number, at the 2200 hour on March 24th, which was last Thursday in Hulului, South Africa, 414. I mean, 7.83 is normal, so anything above 8 is significant. 400 and 14 quite significant that's crazy i don't know what makes it different in different areas but it's very interesting indeed and i don't know if it's us that's affecting that or if it's that that's affecting us but i do know that there is something going on and it has something to do with the space weather and the sun and the radiation coming to us from the cosmos And the more we wake up, the more we all start to feel it as well. All right. I'm going to take a quick break, guys. And when I come back, I'm going to do a little bit of channeling for you guys. It'll be the last Wednesday channeling of the season. And I will be back in three months' time with more (laughs) starting in July. But we've got tonight, tomorrow, and Friday And then that's all she wrote by she, I mean me. And that's for the next three months. I'm going to take a long break. I really, really need a long extra time because I'm working on some new projects. And in the meantime, I wanted to put this out there because I will be starting a discord. And if anybody should like to be a moderator for me for discord, Get in touch with me at mermaidgirl888 on Instagram. If you guys want to send any um, email to me, metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com. And if you want to send a Zelle, one-time Zelle donation or a PayPal donation, that would be at mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com 
gmail.com for the record. Don't send me money until we've discussed it. If you want a reading first, because I want to make sure I can do what your request is, by the way, um, had some issues in the past with that, where people just want to send me the money and ask if I could do something. It's like, I don't know if your relative wants to talk to you (laughs) or if they're available. You can't just pay me money to do that unless we know they're willing to, to, to talk. Anyway, I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into some channeling right after this. All right, guys. So I am an indirect channeler. For those of you who are new to the show, I channel um, God himself sometimes, gods and goddesses. I've channeled um, the cetaceans, basically whales and dolphins collective. I've channeled the sun, the earth, the moon. I've channeled interdimensional beings, um, Pleiadians, Lyrans, Andromedans, um, Arcturians, and spiritual masters. And tonight I'm going to channel a spiritual master. Uh, this is Mahavatar Babaji. He is over 4,000 years old. He has been on the planet this whole time, although he's ascended, so... He doesn't always live in the 3D. In fact, quite rarely has he been seen in the 3D in a long time. You might have heard about him if you've ever read Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda, um, which is, I highly recommend that read. It's an excellent book. Um, Although you're going to need a really decent dictionary because... Boy, his vocabulary is impeccable. But Mahavatar Babaji uh, has promised the world that he will be here until this world passes away. This is something he directly uh, told, I think, either Paramahansa Yogananda or maybe Swami Sri Yukteswarji, who is Paramahansa Yogananda's uh, guru, his master. Anyway, um, Mahavatar Babaji is my spiritual master and he has been for many lifetimes. I only remember being in India in one life, but I think that once we have a spiritual master, they stick with us throughout many, many lifetimes. So it's quite interesting when you can finally realize who your spiritual master is. And it turns out they're from a completely different culture or a different belief system than what you grew up with. And that's why usually it's because you have them as your spiritual master. They appeared when you were ready in another lifetime and they're still your spiritual master. Now, uh, my ex-husband had a Chinese ascended master that no one had ever heard of. Um, I don't believe he was ever written about, but he was thousands of years ago is when he lived and his name was master Poe. And so there are a lot of masters that no one's ever heard of. 
you know, from other lifetimes, uh, is where you might have yours from. So anyway, I don't know. Um, I think Mahavatar Babaji might've been mine from when I was in India, maybe even before that. I don't know. Not sure. Um, but anyway, oh, I just had, I tried to pause it so I could oh, take a yawn. I had a little bit of a yawn and I, I paused it at 3.33 a.m. Uh, I mean, 3.33 on the timer. It's not that late yet, <laughs> but, uh, I did start this whole episode at 10.22 today. Another crazy number. I mean, this whole week's been 1033, 1044, 1022. Anyway, um, I'm an indirect or which means I do not allow entities to take over my body. That kind of freaks me out. So I don't like that. So how do I get the information for you guys? This is how I telepath with whoever I am speaking with. I open my channel up and tune it like the frequency of a radio. You know, I turn the radio, my radial dial to the frequency of the person who I'm tuning in with. And it's all automatic now. Um, took a lot of concentration before, but now it's just an automatic thing. And I just ask questions or I tell them to begin and I wait and I adjust my frequency to theirs and then they let me have it. I get dialogue. I get images. I get pictures in my mind. Sometimes it's still pictures. Sometimes it's moving pictures. Sometimes I'll see a whole scene, sometimes from the future, sometimes from the ancient past. Um, sometimes they'll send me, um, sights, sounds, smells, feelings, emotions, and sometimes it's one word at a time, which makes it very stilted and hard to listen to. And sometimes it's just a packet of light, like a big, like they hand me a big box of information in a tiny little, uh, light spore <laughs> and I have to unpack it and unravel it and make sense of it to bring it to you guys. So I receive, uh, information in a wide variety of ways and, this is just a little bit of an insight as to how I do get the information. So I'm going to pause this for a minute, take a couple deep breaths as I tune into Paramahansa Yogananda. I mean, I'm sorry, not him. As I tune into Mahavatar Babaji, wrong master there. <laughs> Maybe Paramahansa, he's with us. I feel him. Hey, Yogananda Ji. <laughs> but Mahavatar Babaji is the one I'm going to channel tonight unless Yogananda has something to say. Um, so I'm going to pause this for a moment and get a glass of water and take a few deep breaths. And then we're going to talk to this beautiful spiritual master who lives in the Himalaya mountains. And he's going to be with us until this earth passes away until we all go into the fifth dimension, uh, physically. All right. So hold on. I'm going to get that water right now and I'll be right back. I just realized I could probably give you guys a little bit more background information on uh, Mahavatar Babaji because it's more than that. And I just looked him up so I could tell you more. Um, he was born on November 30th, 203 AD. 
supposedly, but is what it says here. But I'm going to tell you that I've heard that he's 4,000 years old. And this was from Paramahansa Yogananda, but they said that he, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think this is real. <laughs> I just was going to give you this description. Now I'm like, no, it says that these guys that met him in 1935 named him. It's like, yeah, but he's born in 203 AD, supposedly. Actually, I heard that he was 4,000 years old. Is this true? Yeah, he says, yeah, it's true. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pause this again and get a good image of him with me. All right, so I I did forget to mention that he conferred with uh, Brother Yeshua when before he was hung on the cross. Basically, I mean not like the day before or something, but years before um, they met, and when basically when Jesus had gone to India in the supposed lost years, where they called him by a different name, and there's plenty of books and plenty of information about him because he was never really lost. It's just that people don't know how to follow the trail, <laughs> the paper trail that he did leave because people wrote about him everywhere he went. But, um, he did go and he did, uh, learn from Mahavatar Babaji, according to Paramahansa Yogananda. Um, you know, Jesus learned a lot from him. Um, you know, cause Mahavatar Babaji is a Maha avatar, He's a freaking avatar, you know, Jesus is too, but Mahavatar has been doing it for a lot longer. You know, he's been around double the time as Yeshua. So this is in the order of the self-realization fellowship. And I was a part of this for years. It is a mystery school and Lahiri Mahasaya was the father of it. And, um, but he learned directly from Mahavatar Babaji and Swami Sri Yukteswar learned from Lahiri Mahasaya and Paramahansa Yogananda. And I'm sure a lot of you've heard of Yogananda. He learned directly from Swami Sri Yukteswar. So it's kind of like a hierarchy and in the self-realization fellowship masters is included brother Yeshua or Jesus as well as, um, Lord Krishna, who was another Christ. So, um, there's a lot of powerful beings in the self-realization fellowship. And all it is about is to realize your self and who you are in relationship to, um, God. And they have, um, put out their Kriya yoga so that people can, or in Raja yoga, which is the Royal road and Kriya yoga, which is use the use of the Kriya energy or the Kundalini energy. And, um, basically meditating as a form of gain in touch with the one true divine will and therefore learning about not only God and the universe, but also of yourself and realizing who you are, realizing yourself, hence self realization fellowship. 
anyway, there's a lot of uh, pages on Babaji if you want to look him up. There's one thing that always disturbed me is there's someone who came along like in the 1950s or something. Everyone said he was a reincarnation of Babaji. That's impossible. You can't be reincarnated from somebody who never died. <laughs> if there's, it'd be like if someone came along and they're 10 years old and they said, I'm the incarnation of Elena. And it's like, no, you're not, dude. I'm sitting right here. <laughs> That's impossible, dude. Nope. Sorry. Eh, wrong. <laughs> you know, it's like if anyone's a reincarnation of me it's one of my children right but that's not even impossible that's impossible it's not even real so um if you look this up if you look him up and you you see that don't believe it it's just it's somebody who maybe had a similar energy signature but it's not literally the incarnation of somebody who's still alive and he's living in the in a higher dimension usually but he hasn't been known to appear as well in the um Himalaya mountains and uh, someday I hope to go over there they've the masters have told me at some point because I commune with them sometimes and you can do this too all you have to do is meditate and you get good enough at the meditation you can start tuning your frequency radio to different entities different beings and people and you'll start to be able to telepath with them and it just takes time and practice so you know if you want to do this don't give up Anyway, I just wanted to give you a little bit more background on him because he's so fascinating. And uh, usually when I channel him, he just gives us a message and then that's it. And usually it's a shorter message. So here we go. I'm tuning to his frequency now. Okay, Mahavatar Babaji, am I connected to you? Muscle testing says yes. He says yes. Oh, I can hear his voice. I get a little bit, ooh, I'm getting like a buzzing, crackling feeling at the back of my head. I'm starting to feel quite cold, but um, there's also a cold breeze coming in my apartment. Once I start the actual channeling, I will probably start to sweat because I always get that higher vibrational energy flowing. So are we ready? Okay. All right, so um, you may begin transmission now. Uh, Mahavatar Babaji, muscle testing says I am connected with him. So go ahead, um, Divine Master. Hello and welcome. It is I, Mahavatar Babaji. I am grateful to have all of you here. You are like my little brothers and sisters even though you may be fully grown and maybe you might be taller than me. Some of you, maybe most of you know, I feel that you are as my brothers and sisters or my extended family. I find it quite fascinating to have lived such a very long lifetime. I've seen so much through my experiences, my vision, not only my eyesight of my physical eyes, but also of my internal wisdom vision. That is a gift that we are all given by 
the uh, one true will, the divine creator. We have the ability to tune in to various frequencies and realms, as Elena was saying. And it's important and imperative to note that there is a hierarchy in the frequencies. There's a hierarchy in the frequencies in such a manner that when you are first starting out and you do not have a very high frequency yourself because you haven't worked on it yet, when you try to connect with beings of light, sometimes you'll end up with beings not of the light or trickster spirits or trickster beings. You might end up with maybe a low level ghost or somebody who is trapped and they're pretending to be something they're not to get your attention because they truly don't wish to be trapped in the um, fourth plane of existence any longer. So it's quite interesting to watch as many of you struggle through the ranks and the, and the various uh, frequencies. As you raise your vibration, it's interesting to see the entities that you are able to connect with. And most of you do not wish to connect with them, but they are still vibing at the level at which you are at nonetheless. So from a higher master's perspective, we can watch as various humans go through various stages in their spiritual life and in their spiritual existence. And when they're able to reach the higher frequencies is when they're able to reach the spiritual masters themselves. And they're able to have conversations with God himself. And this is what we long for. We long for communion with um, people who are in the spiritual way and on the spiritual path that wish to channel our information for others who are just on the beginning footings, the, the very beginning stages of their spiritual existence and their spiritual path. So it's very interesting for us to watch this unfold and we find it to be quite beautiful that the selfless of you who are on the spiritual path that can interact with us, that you are doing it for the people who are just new on the path and starting out. But any one of you listening to this has the ability to tune into our frequency. It's a matter of raising your vibration and being open enough to receive the transmissions that we are sending forth. And it is true that we are constantly sending forth a steady stream of white light that we receive from the cosmic creator himself. We get the energy from the center of the, of the um, universe, the central, the grand central sun. We pull our cosmic energy from that area of the universe and we 
anchor that energy in to our bodies and into the planet wherever we sit or walk or all the places we've been we honor the earth with the higher vibrational frequencies and those of us who have spent a great deal of time in various locations have left behind a signature energy not only of us but of those cosmic radiation um, bands of light and these hold frequency and vibration in a place that many of you would consider to be holy or a sacred site and we love that we were able to do this because the various places on the planet in which this energy is held and held in place and always will be there because of our presence having been there we are so grateful when we're able to do that because it does anchor in a higher vibrational light and a higher vibrational frequency by which you can attune yourself to just like that of a tuning fork and we are so grateful that we get to be a part of your existence even if you are absorbing these vibrations for a few minutes in your life and even if you don't ever think about it again we are still grateful that we were able to help you with these vibrations and to help influence you in some small part and way this is why we all came as spiritual masters some of us came and became spiritual masters in one life but it does not take only one life to become a spiritual master it's one of those uh, things that you need to um, uh, is what you need to do is conduct yourself in a specific way over many many lifetimes it's one of those um, events that once it occurs it seems almost a miracle but it's a miracle in the making over many lifetimes and through much devotion dedication and practice in other lifetimes to get it right and so becoming a spiritual master for many of us has been one of a journey of perfection of perfecting our souls and honing our personality types and trying to put off certain um, energies such as the pleasures of the flesh or overeating or eating and indulging in lower vibrational food or lower nutritional food as well um, there are many things that we wished we could have engaged in while you know on that journey but it was impossible if we were to meet our goal and many of you may be struggling with working on yourself or trying to perfect your personality or maybe you have a hard time eating too much um, sugary desserts or maybe too much fruit juice for some of you or maybe you have the junk food nowadays um, that's affecting you some of you do drugs you have a hard time stopping that and some of you are just always altered on one thing or another whether it is caffeine or marijuana or any number of things that 
people do as a natural course of their existence and life in this modern day world. But we would like to let you know and remind you that it is possible to attain a higher spiritual energy and value even if you do not attune your body physical body to it you can at this point just tune in your spirit to the higher vibrational frequencies and your body will eventually absorb these energies and it will trickle down uh, through the densities until it reaches your physical body and eventually it will raise the vibration of your body it is faster if you don't eat the junk food it is faster if you do not um, engage in uh, drugs that can be detrimental to your spiritual body and your psyche it is better if you um, just put all of your focus and attention on meditating and eating right and sleeping right and exercising right and breathing right and pulling in your prana energy just right it is better if you focus on all these things of course because you're going to ascend in your physical body faster and you're going to attune your spiritual body to the grand architect of the cosmos faster than if you were having a bunch of bad habits that show a seeming lack of discipline it's it's easier to have discipline it's easier to put yourself through a regimented routine so that you have specific times every day in which you do connect with the divine that is always preferable than to go about your life uh, mamby-pamby or wary of routine <clears throat> the masters of light we all are hanging around basically as you guys put it this in in this modern era we are sitting together and communing with each other and with divine and we do check in quite often with humankind and we get to see what is happening in the world and we can monitor how well the progress has been from the humans uh, those of you who are awakened the awakened humans we uh, send a great deal of love and light to you at all times hoping that you can spiritually grow rapidly and that it's not too terribly painful for you even though pain can be your teacher it can also be your greatest boon as well so there's been times or, or bane I'm sorry not boon bane um, it could be detrimental against you as uh, I meant to say uh, Bane uh, we are constantly bombarding this planet with love and light energy and unless you are healed and you've worked on your shadow side you're not going to be able to tune into these frequencies so coming at and approaching life with a level head and an attitude of forgiveness and letting go and 
respecting and honoring yourself and all the things that most um, of you already know about. We are always sending out the higher vibrations, but once you are clear in your person, you're able to hear the constant transmissions that we are putting out there. Usually we are chanting, we are uh, saying poems, we are telling stories that are really short, but like parables, so that if you do tune in to us, you don't have to sit and listen for hours and hours to get a message. We like to talk in short bursts so that we know you're going to understand and get it. Sometimes those of you that are not as tuned in might get an image of um, an animal or some words of encouragement or maybe just one word or a symbol. And those of you who can really attune to us will hear more in your dreams while you sleep. You'll hear what we have to say. And a lot of you might be amazed at how much we are saying to you. But all you need to do is turn your radio antenna to the frequency of what it is we've been saying. Even still, you can meditate and even if you don't hear what we're saying and you don't see in your mind's eye, you can still benefit because we're still giving you love and light. Anybody who has a sincere heart who is meditating always gets our attention and our love because we want to help save humanity. It's what we are all here for. It's what we've always wanted to do ever since we started our journey of lifetimes many lifetimes ago. And while it is true, uh, many of you are wondering right now, yes, it is true. I'm over 4,500 years old. And many of you are wondering about that. But once you're able to ascend this realm, you no longer are stuck in the material world. You're no longer stuck in the 3D world. You're able to come and go as you please. You could go to the seventh dimension or the ninth. You can just travel the universe in ways that you cannot do when you are in a physical form. And yet I can rematerialize a physical form anytime I wish. We are unable to communicate directly with you in the ways of your telephones, your devices, your social medias. Uh, We are aware of things like WhatsApp or Instagram. We just don't have anything to do with technology. Our vibration is um, higher in a higher frequency in a higher realm. And it's hard for um, people in the 3D to see us. And it's darn near impossible for us to I'm saying darn near, you guys, it's me, Elena's. <clears throat> My, I say darn near. He, he didn't say darn near. He says it's almost <laughs> impossible for us to physically interact with the physical world when we are in the other realms. We 
are, however, able to beam in light and love, high vibrational healing and the like from the higher realms to the 3D. Even though it is much denser in the 3D, it will reach whoever needs it. And we believe that the fifth dimensional healing grid is a great idea that divine created so that our love and our light is also anchored into that fifth dimensional healing grid. And we have recently done that when we became aware of it as a point of us putting our own energy into it. So that is available to you now. And all you need to do is ask to be healed or pray to be healed. Just say, I need healing. And that will be, that will be it. Um, that's all it takes to receive the higher vibrational frequencies and energies coming your way. Um, and it's quite, it's quite lovely that we can participate in such a worthy project and a worthy cause. The save, the saving of humanity from its ignorant self, its lower S self is our fondest desire and wish. We wish to save you from yourselves, from your own ignorant selves. We wish to push you to higher realms so that you may discern brand new truths and ideas that you didn't even consider before. And that is one of our goals of raising the vibration on the planet. This is one of the reasons why we are here uh, with you now, even though you may not physically feel us around you, just know that we are always beaming our highest vibrational energies and frequencies your way that you can use these high vibrational frequencies to change an aspect of your thinking or to change your physical body for the better or to change your attitude or your spiritual uh, vibration can go up. Maybe that's what you want is to raise your uh, aura um, or your vibration, your physical body. You're trying to um, tune into this frequency will automatically raise your vibration and raise uh, the vibration of your chakras and your, you know, all the different uh, parts of who you are, all your multidimensional parts of who you are, including your physical body will be um, raised in vibration once you are in touch with us and in tune with us. And for this, we're really grateful that we could be a part of this cosmic outreach program, as we like to say, <laughs> which I guess would be COP for short, right? This is me, Elena, saying that COP, <laughs> cosmic outreach program. I love that, Mahavadar Prabhuji. <laughs> it's really cute. Many of you have gotten more cities lately, and we noticed that some of you are distracted with your superpowers and some of you are humble and grateful for it. So just we're asking that you stay on your path regardless of what's happening. 
regardless of superpowers uh, that you may get, whether it's a cloak of invisibility or the ability to send transmissions of thought to people across the planet. Just make sure that no matter what it is, you're not playing too much with it at the detriment of your own spiritual practice and your own spiritual needs. So we wanted to give you a friendly reminder that it is far better in our minds that you focus on your spirituality and be grateful for everything else that comes along and everything that you want, everything that you desire will definitely come along. As long as you put spirit and God first, we are constantly sending love and light. We are constantly beaming in and anchoring in the higher vibrations from the cosmos. We are praying for humanity. We are your big brothers and sisters. At least that's how a lot of us think of you. We are grateful for the opportunity to know you and we get to know you the more you raise your vibration and become more perfected we get to know you through that so um, he's saying something about literature like they are able to receive whole book downloads so when an author um, puts a book out it's possible to tune into the frequency of the book and absorb the energy, the vibration, as well as the story and sometimes the words of that book. And it's one of the favorite pastimes of um, the people that are in the know. We love to sit around and give energy to you guys, but we also want to see where you're at so we monitor by downloading the book through our mental power and we can read it pretty quickly and as we do this we have noticed that a lot of you who have put out books that are authors of the spiritual ascension um, some of you don't have the right information some of you do but we are happy to report that overall when we see all the books that are being put out there and the vibration of them all, we're noticing that humanity is raising the vibration in small increments, but it is raising. And we are really happy about that. We're really grateful to know that overall our efforts and your efforts and the efforts of people that have been around for hundreds of years, It's really nice to know that none of it's gone to waste. We see there's not going to be illness on the planet very much longer. After a specific year, which we're not able to divest, we're not allowed to let you know yet. Um... And, and the goalpost on that can change depending on the consciousness of humanity. But after a certain year, disease will cease to be on your planet. Viruses and 
bacteria and all the things that affect you physically will no longer be able to affect you. There will not be a global pandemic a few years from now. Now, we're not going to give you the exact year, so you can use your imagination, but it might be more than 10 or 12 years, so just be aware of that. It all just depends on the humanity um, vibration and where... um, where you guys are able to um, frequent yourself. (laughs) You know, it is a frequency and a vibration after all. So you have to frequent the higher vibrations. So with this idea, we wanted to say, even though you can do it spiritually, it's also better to take care of your body physically because you want to frequent the things that will raise your frequency to raise your vibration. If you sleep and eat right and you have positive habits that can help raise your vibration and will help you to also download the books of the day, um, really rapidly. It'll help you to, um, hone your abilities and sharpen your skills. If you are eating correctly, if you're eating a lot of vegetables and high vibrational food with the, um, life still in the food, the more food you eat with the life still in it, the more life you will have in your body and the better you're going to feel physically. So we wanted to bring that up, that idea as well. So keep eating right, sleeping right, focusing on the right things. Don't forget to focus on your third eye and breathe deeply. That is especially, um, is an especially important component to raising your vibration. If you bring, bring in a lot of oxygen to your body, you bring it into your brain and you will end up thinking clearer and, and physically being stronger. As long as you do deep breathing for, you can do it for 10 minutes a day, three and a half minutes each time, um, with many hours in between if you wish. So any kind of deep breathing, even if it's slow, but steady type of breathing, this is going to help you to raise your vibration. If you think of positive things, and you breathe deeply and you're able to um, discern the truth between what's real and what's not and you're able to read the books that are a higher vibrational value then um, then you'll be doing really really well we just wanted to send in a message that we hope is a message of kindness and hope for humanity. We want to let you know that you're doing really well and your vibration is raising. We want to let you know that we love you and we're always here. We will always be here until this earth passes away into the fifth dimension and beyond. And we will be there waiting with open arms and smiles. And he's saying maybe a little Victrola with a record on it. <laughs> for uh, some of you to dance 
<laughs> he's saying, of course, it's depending on your age group. <laughs> he's just kind of teasing a little bit. So, um, I have enjoyed this meeting with you tonight. We are grateful that we have these opportunities. They seem few and far between from our perspective. And yet many of, uh, you have actually been able to channel us and we are grateful for this. All right. We are, we are going to be leaving right now. But we are always sending you love and light. You can. I don't know why I'm saying that. He's saying you can always consult a table of correspondences. And I think this is in relationship to what someone is thinking right now as you listen to this. Okay, but he's telling me you can you can look up a table of correspondences to find out different vibrations of different um, musical notes and different colors and different words that have a different value vibrationally. Um, if you look up a table of correspondences, you will start to understand quickly how these things come into play and how they interact with each other. If you... Um, make a study of this, you can learn how to raise your vibration through color, music, painting, um, and a wide variety of other amazing and pleasurable ways. Um, he's saying in the list of correspondences, it's not going to say petting a, a cat or, or hugging a dog isn't going to be in the list of correspondences, but you can use your common sense of other things that seem to make your mind slow down and your heart not race as much and makes your breathing deeper. Anything that puts you in a way of feeling a state of love is also going to be a thing that will raise your vibration. So we're grateful that we were able to come today and, and give you this information and hopefully some of it helped. Um, He's saying that he would be available to anyone um, who wanted to ask sincerely. He will come and help you raise your vibration or whatever um, you need. You just call upon his name and he will be there. So there you have it, guys. That's the end of that for now. Uh, we're going to end. He's saying he loves you guys very, very much. But I'm ending the transition, the transition, the transmission. Now I'm ending it. I'm getting a little tired and overwhelmed by his energy. He's giving me massive downloads. Hopefully over the next couple days in the show, it will come through my voice. Those of you who are ready to receive the attunements, we're going to get them uh, by my voice. Um, he's saying over the next couple days, there's going to be more of an increase. So. Yeah. All right. There, uh, more of an increase. He says, oh, he's saying it's going to be more of an increase in frequency, more of an increase in love and light. There's going to be an increase in your physical world. A lot of you are going to get financial boosts ups, boost ups, uh, things that you want to, um, 
things you want to bring into your awareness that raise your vibration, you're going to see that the, everything is glowing almost in a much higher vibration than what it used to. And the solar burst coming your way, he's saying, is something that is very much real and the masters of light will assure that nothing happens bad as the asteroids approach or as um, various um, aspects of the space weather approach us but the energy of the sun is going to be a huge boost up and everyone's going to have more love in their life and more finances and more career as stuff would follow and flow through and everything is going to be um, even though it's seemingly hard right now it's going to be a lot easier once you're able to let go of your shadow stuff and focus on your high vibrations and just allow the acceptance of the energy coming your way and say I allow the Christ light within every day that will help you so I am Mahavatar Babaji and it has been my supreme pleasure to speak to you guys today and he's saying take care and he loves you alright end transmission alright guys I can barely keep my eyes open um, he's downloading me with so much packets of information I was trying to not open them while opening your packages um, <laughs> your packets that he sent you know um, I don't even know what I just said I'm literally I'm like being bombarded by it's like he's showing me like luggage and open up the luggage and there's like little can you imagine getting a really huge suitcase opening up and the only thing in there is those little tiny sugar cubes but they're not sugar and they're made from light and each one of those is like up to six to eight hours of information that's what he just gave me guys wow wow it's just um, I mean not literally a suitcase not literally sugar but he just gave me uh, this much information it's vast it's going to take me he says it might take you years to unravel it <laughs> what the, he just gave me but he says if I concentrate it might take me only a year or two Okay, great. That's what they look forward to. <laughs> even though I had other things to look forward to. Anyway, now this is even more <laughs> spiritually. The spiritual gift is gifts. Spiritual gifts. I don't know I'm saying gift is. That was weird. I feel like there's somebody here wanting to talk. Are you? Okay. Randomly a ghost shows up. So you're stuck in the matrix. You're from England. That's why he said that. Oh, okay. He says, yes, I'm a ghostess. I'm a ghosty. All right. Well, I'm going to, um, I'm going to go guys. I could take care of him. Is there more than one of you here that needs a crossover? Just you. And did I know you? Do I have a connection with you? He says, no, you're just the chick that they were telling me to go towards. All right. So <laughs> I guess other wandering spirits know uh, where I am. So he says he's asking me if I can help him escape this. All right. Great. 
I gotta do that before I sleep because I don't want to be haunted while I'm asleep. <laughs> All right, cool. Are you of note or anything? So no, I'm just normal bloke. All right, good. All right. Well, we're gonna do this, and I will um, tell you guys how this went tomorrow. All right, guys, that's it for now. Um, I'm just downloading all kinds of information right now. Anyway, I love each and every one of you. I'm so grateful you're on the spiritual journey with me. I'm glad we're learning and growing together. And um, don't worry if you don't have your CDs or your superpowers yet, because they're coming. You will really, really soon. And it's probably going to blow your mind. <laughs> but it is coming. It's on its way. And um, never be jealous for other people's spiritual experience because it's about to be your experience as well. You know, you don't want... He's still with me. He says, he says um, you know, when you're bending over um, to pick up the grains of seed... What is this? I don't know. He's like saying, when you're bending over to pick up grains of seed to feed yourself... You don't want the neighbor boys to put more seed down your pants. I don't know what, this must be an Indian thing from India. Like he says, he's like laughing. He says it is kind of, it's like a joke, you know, it's, it's just kind of a, a visual, like mind your business, but let the petty things go. Like if you spill bird seed in the dirt, you don't want to sit and try to pick each individual seed out of the dirt. And he's saying that's, it's a way of saying, let your petty differences go. Let your petty, uh, concerns go and only focus on what's ahead of you and what's, um, to come and who you are now and who you wish to be. He is telling me that in, in, in the, in the idea is that you'll have a lot more problems if you focus on the petty issues. And of course the problems being a little, the image of a little boy pouring bird seed down your pants would definitely be a lot of problem. <laughs> It'd be a lot of little problems, but it'll be annoying. And so he's saying that there's like kind of a saying in India, like don't, don't stop to pick up the bird seed lest someone will pour it bird seed down your pants. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's something from 4,000 years ago as a joke that people used to do. I don't know. He says it's possible. It's not a popular scene in your culture. <laughs> no, it certainly is not. So, uh, that's actually pretty funny. All right. Well, that's it guys. I'm going to go. I love each and every one of you. Uh, contact me through mermaid girl 888 on Instagram and uh, there you have it um, that's it for now I love you guys and I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension until next time guys peace guys i've been making episodes of metaphysical soul speak the podcast for a while now and many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast 
Well, I have two solutions for this question. Number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the Anchor app, locate my channel, and sign up anywhere from 99 cents to $9.99 monthly, and you can stop anytime. Or number two is to make a one-time donation of any amount via Zelle, bank to bank, or through PayPal using my email, mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com, also located in the show description. Now with this option, you aren't uh, obligated monthly in any way, and you're also not limited. Thank you all so much in advance for your support. Let's keep metaphysical soul speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together, guys. Thank you.